A tale well calculated to keep you in... Suspense. In a moment, Act One of Date Night, starring Rosemary Rice as Kathy, Richard Holland as Jerry, and Sam Gray as the father, and written especially for Suspense by William N. Robeson. The first portion of Suspense is brought to you by the makers of Alpine Cigarettes. What's it like to smoke an Alpine? Well, it's like many pleasant things, you know. It's like the sight of curtains blowing at an open window. It's like driving a car with the top down. Like the air at the lake at dawn. That's what it's like to smoke an Alpine. It's completely different from the sort of smoking you may be used to. Alpine is a fresh, clear sort of smoke. A big, even invigorating kind of taste. If this sounds good to you, try Alpine Filter Cigarette. There's something more to smoking with than Alpine can't be too careful. That's where his daughter's concerned. That's what fathers are for. But, Daddy... No much about it, Button. I want to meet oh. this young man. I assure you, he's a perfectly respectable, charming, intelligent young man. Oh, then you should be proud to introduce him to your parents. Mother? Your father's right, Kathy. Oh, but it's so medieval. Like I was still in dancing school or something. Not at all, Button. Father, will you please stop calling me Button? I'm 16, I wear lipstick and high heels, and I no longer respond to that thoroughly reprehensible and childish word, button. My name is Kathy. I beg your pardon, Kathy. A father sometimes forgets. Well, don't, please. Especially in front of Jerry, if you still insist on meeting him. I do? Well, I don't see why. Let's say to see if he measures up. To what? To my idea of the kind of young man who is worthy of you. Oh, he won't. No one ever has. She was right, of course. No one ever has been worthy of her. And this Jerry was no exception. He was lanky and tall. And his scrubbed and freshly shaved face displayed two razor nicks and a lingering acne. The charm and intelligence with which my daughter endowed him is me. Uh, <clears throat> nice weather we're having. Yes, sir. The weatherman says we're due for a change. Oh, we are? Yes. Well, uh, Kathy shouldn't be very long. Yes, sir. That'll give you a slight idea of his conversational prowess. The absence or weakness, at least, of the chin disturbed me, too. But, of course, not enough to justify forbidding my daughter to go out with him. But enough to make me uneasy feet a growing premonition. And then Kathy burst into the room, face flushed with eagerness, eyes bright, lovely beyond belief in her new formal. Much too lovely for this lanky lump. Oh, you two have met, I think. Yes, yes, it was inevitable. Hi. Hi. Well, I'm ready. You ready, Jerry? Yeah, ready. Well, let's go then. Uh, just a minute, please. What is it, Father? When are your mother and I to expect you home? We won't be late. I want to know when. Mother, you heard your father, dear. 
What time will this dance be over, Jerry? Uh, midnight, sir. Mm-hmm. Then you should have Kathy home a few minutes after. <laughs> Shouldn't you? Well, I'll try, sir. It's, it's all the way on the other side of town. Daddy, the kids may want to stop on the way home. Stop? Where? What for? Oh, I, I don't know. A mall or a hamburger or something. At midnight in a public restaurant? Yeah. Oh, no. A properly chaperoned dance is one thing. A public restaurant at midnight is quite another. You'll bring her straight home, won't you, Jerry? Yes, sir. Mother. You better hurry, dear, or you'll be late. Yes, Mother. Have a good time. How can I now that Daddy's spoiled it all? Come on, Jerry. We might as well try to stop. It's what's left for the evening. Now, what's got into her? At midnight, a public restaurant. Oh, Dan, have you forgotten? Forgotten what? Our high school dances. Did you ever bring me straight home? Well, that was different. Anyway, there's something not quite straight about that young man. He's shifty-eyed. I don't think I trust him. You have forgotten, haven't you? But then you never knew what it was like to be a 16-year-old girl. Of course I didn't, but I sure do remember what it was like to be a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> In a moment, the second act of Suspense. Hi, this is Phil Silver. Glad to see you. Here we are at the Central Stadium. The gun has just ended the first half, and our great star, Knuckles Corby himself, is coming over here to tell us what he thinks of the new Fort Fairlane. Mm, what a marvelous physical specimen. Over here, not here. Where? Here. Look, look out for that bucket. Oh, I gotta get my eyes checked again. Hiya. Hiya, Knuckles. Tell the people about the new Ford Fairlane. Oh, boy. Best shave I ever had. Shame. No nuts. You know, the Fairlane, remember? Look, Mac, I gotta save myself for the second half. Gotta save some of that zip. You said it. That's the word zip. That's what the Fairlane's new Challenger 260 V8 is really loaded with. And yet, it gives better gas mileage than any standard size six cylinder car. Good work, Knuckles. Oh, it's nothing. What's more, a Ford Fairlane V8 costs less than some compact fixes. You people out there, get down to your four dealers and try it. Hey, Phil, can I say hello to the white house? Hey, boy, 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 remember the second half. Remember, save yourself. Quiet now. Late evening, quiet on the quiet suburban street where you live. Mary had gone to bed an hour ago. The crackling fire had become the red silence of embers. It's quiet, save for the tip of the clock, punctuating the silence, marking off the duration of Kathy's date, each tick that much further from her leaving. Well, each talk the nearer to her coming home. Your chest is tight, your breath short, you're worried. Anxiety has clamped you in her clammy claws. Oh, this is ridiculous. Turn on some light. This isn't the end of the world. It's just your daughter's first big day. She's out having a wonderful time at the high school dance. She'll be home before long. What's that? A car. She's home early. Maybe she didn't have such a good time. Maybe something's happened. Kathy? Kathy? Is that you, Mr. Foster? Uh, Oh, uh, uh, yes. Oh, anything wrong? No, no, nothing. I, I thought it was my daughter. The neighbors, just the neighbors coming home from the movies. Tick, 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 tick on your leaden-footed marker of time. Where were you yesterday and the day before and all the days before that for the last 16 years? Where was time when Kathy was growing up? 
had escaped us. It was gone before we knew it. And I never got to know it. orchestra will be playing the last strains of Good Night, Sweetheart. The boys will be lining up, pushing and jostling at the cloakroom for the girls' laugh. The girls chattering like a tree full of birds, tired but not admitting it. Their makeup slightly askew now. Their hair is somewhat out of place. Staff work, she said. The party's over and it's time to go home. Hurry, hurry before the coach turns to a pumpkin and the white horses are That's the way it is. You're sure that's the way it is. You should have followed your instincts and forbidden Kathy to go out with this... this friend. You knew it from the moment he walked through the front door, shifty-eyed, evasive, a criminal face. And now he's beyond your reach. There's no way to stop him. Nothing to stop him but Kathy's sense of values. And you wonder, are they strong enough to withstand the temptations of evil as attractive as this Jerry must be to her? You wonder... You ask yourself. You don't know the answer. You just don't know. How about this pad, huh? Oh, yeah. The moon. Swing, huh, Oh, yeah. You know, I often wondered what it was like. I never thought I'd get a chance to go in song. All it takes is knowing the right people, Sweetie. Oh. I guess I'm a pretty lucky girl to know you, Jerry. Oh, you might look at it that way. Good like that. 
cigarette in your hand. I do? Yeah. Like you was with it. Grown up like. Do you like me that way, John? You know it, sugar. I like you a lot. A whole lot. Oh, no, Jerry, I'm afraid. 
tough wife. I, I don't know. Look, you were afraid of the cigarette, too, weren't you? Yes. And it didn't hurt you, did it? No. You liked it, didn't you? Yes. Drink. Oh, no, Jerry, I, I shouldn't. Come on, kid, grow up. Yes, Jerry. Fine. Here's to us. To us. Jerry, I like it. <laughs> sure you do. Oh, Jerry, what a wonderful night. My first cigarette, my first glass of wine. I'm grown up at last, Jerry. Tonight, I'm a woman. That's right, sugar. Tonight, you're going to become a woman. reported in the last hour or so involving a young boy and girl. They were driving... white 
party dress. Hold the line, please, and I'll check. Uh, uh, never mind. Daddy? Who are you calling at this hour of the night? The morgue. Why? What's the matter? What's happened? Suppose you tell me. Oh, I'm sorry we're late, Daddy. You see... And you, young man, what have you got to say? Uh, well, sir, you see, it was like this. Excuses, uh, alibis. I thought I told you to bring Kathy straight home after the dance. Yes, sir, you, you did. Well, then? What's all the shouting for? Oh, you're home, dear. Yes, Mother. Did you have a good time? We can save the social notes until later. I want to know where this young man has been with my daughter until dawn. It's only a little after two, Dad. It's quite a bit after the time you were due home. Young man, I ought to give you a sound flashing. Oh, Dan, really? You stay out of this. You should be taught that you can't go around taking advantage of every young girl you meet. Oh, Harry, what an awful thing to say. Now, let me smell your breath. Why? Do you mean to stand there and tell me you were not smoking tonight? Yes, Daddy, you know I don't smoke. Uh, and are you going to deny, young man, that you forced my daughter to drink champagne? Oh, me? Daddy, what I'd like to know is what have you been drinking? You keep a civil tongue in your head when you speak to your father. Now, Dan, perhaps if you keep a quiet tongue in yours. What a thing to say to your father after the night you put me through. Sitting here getting more and more worried as it got later and later until I was sure something terrible had happened to you. Do you realize I phoned every police station and hospital in three counties? And I was just starting on the morgue when you walked in. That's what you put me through tonight, my little lady. And then you say a thing like that to your father. I'm sorry, Daddy, but if you haven't been drinking, then your imagination's sure been working overtime. And if you'll just simmer down, I'm sure Kathy and Gary can explain everything. Very well. Very well. I'm a reasonable man. I'll listen. But it better be good. Now, Jerry, would you care to explain? Well, yes. We started straight home right after the dance, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. And to save time, I took the shortcut uh, through Mill Run. Well, right in the middle of that deserted stretch, I, I had a flat tire. Oh, what a shame. A likely story. But it's the truth. The truth. And then I found I didn't have a jack in the car. So we had to walk. Both of you? Well, I couldn't leave Kathy alone while I went for help. Oh, we must have walked a couple of miles in the dark. Oh, it wasn't more than a mile. Oh, anyway, Mother, it was real spooky. Oh, and Mother... We, we finally found a service station that was open, and the man drove us back and changed the tire, and well, here we are. Well, I'm sorry we upset you so, but I, I got her home just as fast as I could. Well, what about the smoking? Smoking? And the champagne. Champagne? Yes, and the necking of a parked car. Mother! You're imagining things. Oh, you say you were in a service station, hmm? They do have telephones, you know. Yes, Daddy, they do, and I tried to call you, didn't I, Jerry? That's right. And I suppose you're going to tell me the phone didn't answer. Oh, no, it was busy. I kept trying and trying, but it was always busy. Busy? Who would be using our phone in the middle of the night? You? Me? Yes, and if you hadn't tied up the phone calling up... Those hospitals and police stations and more, I'd have been able to get through and tell you I was all right. Oh. Why don't you come to bed now, dear? You've had such a trying evening. You must be exhausted. Suspense. You were listening to Date Night, starring Rosemary Rice as Kathy. Richard Holland as Jerry, and Sam Gray as the father. And written especially for Suspense by William N. Robeson. Suspense is produced and directed by Bruno Zerato, Jr. Music supervision by Ethel Huber. Featured in tonight's story were Tony Darnay, Freddie Chandler, Jack Grimes, Lawson Serby, 
Bill Lipton, William Mason, and Guy Rex. Listen again next week when we return with Doom Machine, written by Edgar Marvin. Another tale well calculated to keep you in... Suspense. Get the news firsthand and in full from expanded CBS News on the CBS Radio Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.